Hey, Browns fans, before we get started, just want to thank the sponsors of today's show. Head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S right now and use promo code dogs when you check out. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale, plus you'll get eight free burgers with your order. And again, use that code dogs when you check out to get $30 off your order. And Danger Coffee. Get 10% off at dangercoffee.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs. 10% off mold-free, toxin-free, delicious coffee. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome into another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All back with you on part two of my discussion with Barry Shuck breaking down the senior bowl draft prospects that the Browns could be looking at. And again, like I mentioned on the last show, there's a lot of names that Barry has brought to these episodes over the years, every offseason, who not only go on to become notable names in the NFL, but who actually get drafted by the Browns. I mean, last year we talked about Isaiah McGuire and the big one was Dewan Jones. Barry was very high on Dewan Jones, was just excited. And and the thing is, Dewan Jones only was only at the senior bowl for one day last week, last year. And that day that Barry saw him, he came away so impressed saying, "Who, who is this kid? This kid is a legitimate, could be a legitimate tackle at the NFL level. Lo and behold, the Cleveland Browns snag him in the fourth round, and now he's going to, I'm sure, be our starting right tackle in 2024. I mean, the Dewan Jones, man. Dewan freaking Jones. Thanos, you are awesome. And what's really cool is there is a player on this episode when we start talking about the offensive line that gave Barry, and as he was describing this kid to me, I said, uh, this this sure sounds a lot like Dewan Jones and what you said about Dewan last year and Barry agreed. So stay tuned. We got some great names on this one. Running backs, offensive line. We'll dive into it first. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like this video, drop a comment. If there are prospects that we don't mention on the show that we're either at the senior bowl or not, I don't care. We just, this is, this is NFL draft season. This is free agency season. This is time to let's just collectively talk about players that could help improve the Browns. You share your knowledge, we'll share ours, and we'll talk about it. Also, drop it in the comments if you've got players that you've got an eye on that you like. Because, again, I don't watch all the college football games. Are you kidding me? I do the Browns like 24-7. So if you've got players from the school that you watch every Saturday, you're like, hey, this kid is really, really good, and the Browns should look at him. Let me know. Let us know who they are. Would love to look further into all these draft prospects. If you're listening on audio, thank you so much. Make sure you follow the show. Drop us a five-star rating wherever you can. That kind of stuff really, really helps out the show. And we just appreciate everybody's interaction and support of what we're trying to do here at the Dogs Podcast. So with all that being said, let's kick it over to Barry Shuck from dogsbynature.com and talk about running backs and offensive line prospects that the Browns could be looking into in the 2024 NFL Draft. So I guess moving then from tight ends, the last like skill position the Browns need to definitely be looking at in the draft is going to be running backs. And the we can there's I have only got two guys on my list. And the main one I think that you interviewed you interviewed Ray Davis, correct? From Kentucky. I did from Kentucky, yeah. Okay. Can we talk about him real quick? 
yeah, short guy, um, but he had the build of of like, you know, Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith were, were short guys. Ladamian and Tomlinson were short guys. Five eight two twenty is that about right? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's my height, but like yeah. <laughs> seventy yeah. pounds more than me. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's got very good hands, and he's got a powerful running style, and. I, I have seen tape on him before I, I was doing uh, an interview with him uh, or when I was transcribing my interview. I just went to YouTube, and uh, he breaks a lot of tackles. He, he gains a lot of yards after contact. Uh, people just bounce right off of it. He's got a low center of gravity, and he's got some good moves, but he will also take a lick. And I think the, what impressed me the most was that when he would come to the line, he had good vision. To see, and the patience and identify which rushing lane would open up for him. Um, but he's great pass catcher. And more importantly, this guy is a stud in blocking. Ah, nice. Okay. Absolutely. He would just take on anybody. And usually that's a safety or a linebacker, sometimes a cornerback, but he would take on anybody. Um, and, um, but I, I think he'll be fifth round, fourth round. Um, and my opinion of the Browns running back room, you know, they bring John Kelly up and down. Jerome Ford, either you love him or you hate him. Um, some people just can't stand him. Some people like the way he is. I think Pierre Strong would be a better running back if they'd given the, the ball more. Mm, we were talked about but that it, all year. Yeah, I I think he's going to be a good back. Uh, Drone Ford, good kickoff return man. Drone mm-hmm. Ford's a hell of a receiving back. You get him in he space, is. you get him in space, and he's a dangerous threat. The problem that we always say on the show is getting him yeah. into space because, and the thing is, I do love Drone Ford. I, I do. I was excited to get him coming out of Cincinnati. He's just frustrating as all hell to me because it's lateral, lateral, lateral. And I understand the the running scheme in the Kevin Stefanski offense and waiting, you know, being more patient, waiting for lanes to open up. But he does not see them very often. When he does, the dude can hit a home run, but it's just, it's very rare. It's more, more times than not, you're getting one to two yards of carry. You're getting stuffed at the line or behind the line with Jerome Ford. And, you know, yep. what you just described about Ray Davis seems like a guy that can kind of do those things, but he can hit the hole when it's there. Yeah, I I think Remy Davis is a classic example of like a a plug and play back in this draft class. Man, that's what we need uh, too. Mm-hmm. He, he's his key strengths are are uh, hitting a hole and and knowing where to hit the hole. But he's got home run speed. He absolutely does. He's got home run speed, and he's he's proven the ability in in college that he can find the end zone. Do you know how many off top how many touchdowns in college he had? Do you have that number? I. Uh, Okay. I don't. It, well, it was dealt this year. So I was just going to do a quick shout out to Andrew Jackson, Dog Pack member in the Patreon, because Kentucky is his college football team. So we're going to be hearing about Ray Davis as soon as he watches this. He'll be in the Discord talking about it. So we will learn a yeah. whole lot more about Ray Davis after this show because uh, I'm sure Andrew has some input. So I'm very interested in this kid for sure. And Ray Davis was very well spoken. He was uh yes, sir, no, sir. Um, Really nice guy. And after it was over with, two or three of the reporters would say, all right, Ray, well, well, good luck to you. All right, Ray, uh, I'll see you later. 
And, you know, he said, all right, God, fellas, I, and that's the kind of guy he was. It looked like he was somebody, you know, came over to borrow your weed whacker or something. <laughs> well, that kind of fits in with the Cleveland Browns culture, I feel like, where everybody's just, they're good, you know, they're just good people, good teammates. Right. And, and, you know, just overall good to be around. So, yeah, Ray Davis, definitely interesting. Now, the only hang-up I have with him that I looked at was he's 24 years old already. He is 24, and somebody asked about that. I didn't ask, and I used that question because that's something you can do when you interview is, is when you ask questions, I can use your question, I can use your answers if I need to mm-hmm. or if I want to. And somebody had asked that, and he said, well, I'm experienced, and you know, it's not like I'm 34. <laughs> well, that's a good mentality now again you know disclaimer i'm not saying that 24 years old is yeah. old but it is yeah. old to be a prospect coming out of college as a rookie into the nfl especially at the running back well, position because the shelf life is so short what was brandon Wheaton? 28 yeah 28 or something crazy like that <laughs> so wow. so that could mean but you know 24 is nothing that, 24 is absolutely nothing. That's still finding yourself. No, especially if, you, if you're if you drafting a running back later in the draft to be a one-contract kind of guy because by the end of his contract, he's 28. You're, you're probably not going to re-sign him. And right. it, just, it just it more it more sucks for the running back himself because your opportunity in the NFL is going to be extremely limited. You're not going to get a big second contract at 28, 29 years old. It's just probably not right. going to happen unless you are, you know, the exception to the rule, which there are very few of those, but... The only other running back I had on my list was, um, how do you say, Dylan Lobb? Lobby? Uh, Loby. Loby. Okay, Dylan Loby from New Hampshire. Yeah. Now, he's he's kind of an enigma. He's he's not a very big kid. He comes from New Hampshire, and New Hampshire will play, you know, Rhode Island, and they'll play Harvard, and they'll play Penn, and... So, you know, he's not playing Big Ten. He's not playing ACC. He's definitely not playing SEC. But the awards that he has and all the accolades that he have, it, it's like it's, it's like if you, uh, it's like a sleeve on somebody that's got all these tattoos. It's just one after another, after another, after another, until finally you fill up your arm, <laughs> you know, all the way up to your wrist, all the way up to your shoulder blade. He's just, it's just, forever he's like a nine uh, you know nine times all-american or something like that but he is an exceptional pass catcher in fact where they had him they didn't have him with the running backs they had him with the receivers mm. in the one ones in the seven of the sevens he he would definitely be a slot guy he would be a west welker type of a player he's not big he's only 190 pounds uh, Wes Welker was, was a short guy like that. Um, he's very dangerous in catch and run situation. Once he catches the ball, he acts like it hurts his feelings for you to bring him to the ground. He is not going to go down. He <laughs> absolutely is not going to go down. He knows how to finish runs and he's, he's aggressive like that. Um, he knows how to keep his pads low and he's got a competitiveness, um, that, that I didn't see, you know, from a lot of running backs. Now, in saying that, um, he, you know, he, he's going to have some weaknesses too. And I think his weakness really, because he's a running back, is his running back skills. Um, he looks too much not to go through guard and tackle. He wants to bounce it outside. 
mm-hmm. and make a big play or gain bigger yardage. Um, he is a, a, an excellent blocker. He is, is prideful in his blocks. Um, he knows how to be patient with blocking. He doesn't care who it is. He will lower his shoulder. He will get in front of you. Um, but his running back skills, even though he's a running back, seem like they need to be the improved move. So. Interesting. Okay, so based on that description, tell me if I'm wrong, does that kind of have Demetric Felton vibes to you? It does. Okay. It absolutely He's a return man. He's been a return man ever since since high school. High school, he, ran, he returned both kickoffs and punts, and he says, hey, year one, you want me to play uh, special teams? I'll do it. Uh, he said, I'm a good tackler. I'm a, I'm a good uh, you know, return guy. I'll do all that. But yeah, he Dimitri Felton is exactly uh, what he is now. Uh, I think whoever gets him, he'll stay a little bit more than Dimitri does. I think Felton went to the um, to the Bengals and is on their practice squad. Yeah, that's at least mistaken. where he signed. I guess I don't know for sure if he's still there or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's where he went. But yep. yeah, it is exactly like Dimitri Felton. My only question is is you know when he comes from a program. That's FCS. How does that translate to the NFL? Yeah, it. I mean, it can, but the odds are definitely stacked against you. I would say. Yeah, I would say that too. So, but somebody will take him in the fifth round. He'll be a he'll be a good uh, uh, a good return man. I think that's where he'll start. Mm-hmm. I think all on uh, special teams, whether he's returning punts or. Uh, whether he's going down to make a tackle. I mean, that's where most people do. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, you know my household runs on Omaha Steaks, and that's why I'm so excited that 50% off site-wide is back. That's right. It's Omaha Steaks President's Day sale, and right now, listeners of this show can go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, use promo code dogs when you check out and get eight free burgers with your order. With the price of food and meat nowadays being sky high, these are my favorite sales of the year because nothing can beat 50% off all the juicy, tender steaks, burgers, chicken, pork, seafood, etc. Plus grab a package with the caramel apple tartlets for dessert. I never order anything from Omaha Steaks without getting those caramel apple tartlets. Take advantage of this sale right now before it's over. That's 50% off site-wide at omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Use promo code dogs and get eight free burgers with your order. Hey, Ohio, if you haven't downloaded the BetMGM app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this limited time offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $150 in bonus bets. You will get three bonus bet tokens of $50, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, which you can find in the description below, or scan the QR code on your screen to start signing up. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Why don't we move over to the offensive line? 
talk about some of these big boys up in the trenches and we'll start kind of in the interior and I want to talk about Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon because this guy is 21 years old so he's a younger guy and you I mean in what, what you wrote about in the notes I took you said he's one of the best overall overall offensive line prospects at the senior bowl so do you yeah. do you still feel that way after watching the entire week yeah I think he's a first rounder out Wow. Okay. What What was so impressive about this guy? Um. Well, number one, he's got a mean streak. Uh, um. Number two, just to, in the run game itself, he does a good job at landing blocks in space. He he just fires off his stance. He's got a good good pad level, and he's consistent at winning at the point of attack. There was not a defensive lineman that did not get moved or pushed around by Johnson. Nice. Um, I, I asked him, I said, uh, you know, what is your, your best trait? He said, I'm the best center. I'm the best center not only here, <laughs> I'm the best center in the nation. Now, I asked him if he had played some guard. He said, yeah, in high school and in my freshman year, uh, I played guard. I played left guard and right guard some. He said, but I've, I know how to play those three positions. I think he'd be a perfect guard going to the next level. Now, of course, the, the, the Browns don't need a center, but they need a backup guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we if definitely... you can get somebody in the second round, it's high second round because, uh, you know, Betonio, Wyatt Teller, they're going to be here for a while, but can the Browns afford to keep them for a while? Joel's That's definitely... Gonna be the... He's getting up there, you know, in his career, and you're right, the contracts are getting expensive, so we definitely need to start building the future of that offensive line. I think we've done a great job with DeWan Jones. I do think that Luke Whipler could be something for the Browns in the future. Uh, we just didn't need him this year. So and, and Garter. I don't really know for sure where I'd have to see him, honestly, but yeah. probably center because I mean I think in the uh now I know it's just preseason everybody. I get that. But in the preseason yeah. last year, Luke Whipler, I mean stood out. He did very well, and so did Dewan Jones, yep. and we saw what he did when put into that right. starting role. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely yeah. interested in this Jackson Powers Johnson guy, for sure. Yeah. Well, against the Bengals in the last game, Wiper played uh, uh, right guard. I think he played white, right guard, and, yeah, I think and so. Michael Dunn played left. Yeah, and then Nick Harris played center. Yes. So, they just threw him in there, and I was kind of surprised to see him at guard. I thought they were going to put Harris at guard because he's played guard. I did too. And they would put White center. But that's not what happened against the Bengals. Of course, the, the Browns didn't care if they won that game or not. No. But he got all these substitutes and second-tier guys a chance to play. So I, I know I said we were going to stick to the interior, but I kind of just want to do all offensive line in one one quick – or not one quick, but one big segment here because okay. the offensive tackle that I really want to talk to you about – I'm going to steal a little bit of this from you, but Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, you called him yeah. this year's Dewan Jones. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, now I got to pay attention because Thanos is awesome. The Browns stole one with Dewan Jones last year. And yeah. he's a guy that you talked about on this show from the Senior Bowl last year when you came on. So I really want to hear what you got to say about Tyler Guyton. Well, number one, Tyler Guyton's just a huge man. Six. He's just absolutely huge. He's six seven, six eight, maybe close to three hundred and thirty pounds. And what I noticed about him is speaking with him, he's very mature. 
uh, I, let's just say he's 22, 23, you would act like he's a 38-year-old man the way he's talking. He uh, very articulate, but he, he is just a massive human being. Um, <laughs> he's got very good athletic uh, athleticism for his uh, size, but he's got good feet. Um, he has played both the tackle positions. I ask, uh, I ask a lot of offensive linemen this way. Did an interview with Dan Fike last year, who played in the '80s for the Browns for Schottenheimer. I said, "What's the difference between playing left and right?" And he said, "The way you you, you put your feet and the way you use your hands." I went, "Oh." He said, "If you're on the left side, you put your left foot back. And you're on the right side, you put your right foot back. And then it's 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 where you punch." It's the closest hand instead of the farthest hand. I went, oh, so, you know, if we brought in somebody, you know, you think about it, Jack Conklin, I love him while he's playing, but he gets paid a lot to rehab. Jedrick mm-hmm. uh, Wills, do you love him? Do you, do, do you think he's a spectator on the field? He gets beat a lot, you know? So, I mean, they're both under contract. They're both coming back. But think of it this way. If you put Dwan Jones at left tackle and then you bring in a guy like Guyton and put him at right tackle, you're not going to put James Hudson there um, or no. So, and then that's the start of a young offensive line that's going to be a transition because you got to think about transitioning three years down the road from here. But Guyton's got an impressive explosiveness with off the snap. And his run blocking is exceptional. Now, his pass blocking is just, um, I, I call it above average. Um, but he does demonstrate a high level of technical skill in his pass uh, sets. Now, I didn't see any pulling because they weren't doing any pulling drills. But nobody got around him. Nobody. Uh, last year in Tuesday practice, Dewan Jones came to one practice. Nobody got around him either. So it's it's being powerful in the engagement with the defender right off and then staying engaged, and that's what Guyton does. So where do you think a guy like Guyton who, I mean, it's, everything I read about him, everything that you wrote, I was just like, this this guy sounds like a almost a must-have. Like, I would love for the Browns to be able to bring him in in the draft, but where do you think, where's his grade? Where does he go in the draft? Because we got Dewan Jones in the fourth. Oh, I think he's going to go second round. So this is a guy um, that if the Browns now, want him, they're going to have to use that first their first pick. Yeah, if, if they if they want him and Dewan Jones to pair up, they're, they're going to have to use him now. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they they're probably going to look at getting more like a swing tackle and draft somebody in the fifth, sixth round. They got two picks in the fifth. They got one pick in the sixth. Um, one in the seventh depends on the compensatory. I think they'll take one of those two fifth round picks and get a tackle, or maybe get an offensive guard in the fourth round and bring those in and act like that's their meat and potatoes uh, for backup positions. But you know, you you still got um, you still got Drew Forbes that's in the picture. You still got Michael Dunn that's in the picture. Um, and I think that those players are going to take care of the backup positions. I think what you need is you need to work on, you know, the the off the the middle three had nothing to do with with what happened this year. 
the center and the two guards were fine. It was the tackles. Mm-hmm. And then when Conklin went down, Jones filled in, then Wills went down, then Jones went down. And then it was just, uh, you know, pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I know you're selling real estate, but, uh, yeah, you know, can you play some? I know Blake kept <laughs> saying he was going to have to go up there and play tackle for the for a game or two. <laughs> I would money on Blake. I know. I Blake, th- Blake you know, would. He could probably hold his own. But, He's not too quick yeah, he anymore. Would de- he would definitely hold his own. <laughs> Are there any other offensive linemen that stood out to you then other than, you know, we talked about Jackson Powers Johnson, just talked about Tyler Guyton. Any other guys that you think stood out that the Browns could realistic, realistically have a chance to draft, be looking into, anything like that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Patrick Paul. Okay. He's an off. He's an offensive tackle from Houston. Um, he's not as girthy as Guyton. He's probably three ten, but he's just as big. Um, nice kid, real nice kid. He grew up in Houston. Went to Houston High School, then went to Houston. Um, you know, as far as his college went, uh, is. But he's got ex, ex, his arms are like nine feet long. He's a strong, strong guy. Um, he's got some quickness and ability. He's got a great first step, and the and the one on ones, you could make a move on him, and he would halfway block you. But you couldn't go wide on him. You absolutely could not go wide on him. Um, it, because he's got that wide reach, which is which is effective to impede and slow down these faster edge rushers. Uh, that made it just challenging for these defenders of uh, these uh, edge rushers to just get around him. Um, he was aggressive. He's he's not a nasty player. He's very calm, very reserved, but he's got a massive frame and he's got an upright stance. Um, but he does kind of what I noted. He, he did kind of struggle with his hand placement during run blocking, to where he wouldn't get it uh, completely uh, set. He didn't do any punching as far as run blocking, and what that did that that allowed the defenders to kind of uh, move off of him. Maybe not completely get off of him, but more move into a gap instead of him moving them out of a gap. Okay. Do you have a projected round for Patrick Paul? Uh, second. Oh, okay. So he's another second round projection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's a guy that I interviewed. Um, so I tell all these players, uh, to call their mom and, and share the week with you. And he, he kind of cocked his head and he said, you know, I might get some callers out of her if I did that. <laughs> so, and, and then, uh, I asked him about, uh, Whataburger. We have Whataburgers in the South, but they originated in Texas. And then they just kind of went to Louisiana, Mississippi, and all the way through to the Carolinas and all the way up in Tennessee. Um, and I asked him about that. I said, you eat Whataburger? And he said, of course I eat Whataburger. I said, well, what is your go-to? He says, I get a number one, which is a Whataburger. He said, but all I want is mayonnaise and cheese on it. <laughs> he said, I get a large fry and then I get a, a a raspberry iced tea, mayonnaise and cheese. Okay. okay. <laughs> these things that you learn about these guys just by sitting down and talking to them, it's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We were actually uh, hoping maybe one day we get to go down to the 
to the senior bowl and do some stuff too. We'll see how things go, but that would be a ton yeah, of fun. Yeah, it's it's an exciting thing. It's uh the thing about it is it's uh the the main sponsor is Reese's and they've probably done that now about seven years. Everywhere you look, there is candy. <laughs> hey, they're sponsoring Absolutely. it, right? And if you you get media credentials, yeah, when you go to media game, there's candy everywhere. If you go to the game in the press box, there's candy everywhere. See, Reese's used to be owned by a company, I think, that was called Reese's. Now it's owned by Hershey. Mm-hmm. So now, instead of it just being Reese's teacups and it's everything. everything, you know, Reese's eggs, now it's, you know, it's everything that Hershey produces, which is Kit Kat and, uh, you know, Kisses and, you know, everything. So they have candy just everywhere. That's that's pretty cool. Um, so as far as offensive line goes, are there any other guys worth going into? Any other guys that stood out, or should we move on to defense? Yeah, move on to defense. I'm just blown away by the thought, the the prospect of having. Tyler Guyton lined up across or on the other side of that offensive line from Dewan Jones. You've got a six foot seven and a six foot eight tackle anchoring both sides of that offensive line. That could be awesome. But like Barry said, Guyton may not be within the draft range that the Browns are willing or really looking to invest a, a second or third round pick into that position in this draft. But draft season is just beginning. So a lot of things can change. We'll see what happens in free agency and what the Browns decide to do across that offensive line. But again, this was a great conversation. Thank you, Barry. We appreciate everything you bring to the show. All the information, your time at the Senior Bowl every year is so well spent. You do a great job detailing all these guys and meeting them and then relaying that information to us and our listeners. We all appreciate you. You guys watching, listening, make sure you drop in the comments. Do you guys, what do you guys think about Ray Davis? Is he the type of running back that the Browns should be looking at, you know, to bring in? We don't know the starting uh, status when Nick Chubb is going to be ready in 2024. We, we've seen what we are going to get out of Jerome Ford. And as far as a feature back goes, he's probably not, we, we can't roll with him as a feature back for any length of, of time in the future. So maybe a guy like Ray Davis. There are some other offensive line prospects. Patrick Paul. Let, let me know what you guys think about these, these players and anybody else on your list that we didn't talk about. So until we come back with the third part of this discussion, kicking things over to the defensive side of the ball, talking about cornerbacks. There is a prospect in the cornerback class coming out of the senior bowl that, you know, Barry Shuck came out of that week saying, not only was this guy probably the best defender at the senior bowl. He's probably one of the best defenders in the entire draft class. So we're going to talk about him, learn about him. And we will also be talking about linebackers, which is a very serious position of need for the Browns. And there are a couple names. I mean, honestly, everybody we talk about in the linebacker position could fill the role that the Browns need. That's being vacated most likely by Anthony Walker being you know, a little older in his career now, constantly injured. Jacob Phillips is out the door most likely. The Browns need a middle linebacker. And we talk about how analytics do not, how analytics tell you not to invest a lot of money, not to pay a lot of money into that middle linebacker position. 
and the Browns follow that very strictly. But there are guys in the middle rounds of the draft that we're going to talk about who could fit that role and end up becoming not just competent starters at the NFL level, but potentially some serious studs too. So stay tuned. Can't wait to present that episode to you guys. It's a lot of fun. And until we bring that to you guys and talk to you again, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.